Starting and growing a business is really hard. That's my experience anyway. Being an entrepreneur takes a lot of resilience, optimism and determination to overcome some of the biggest challenges, all while keeping a healthy balance in life. This is Pivot and Grit and I'm your host, Paul Roderick. I've learned how to start and grow a successful business, which is known as failing a lot, kickstart new careers and achieve academically all while in midlife. I'm also a design thinking coach, MBA graduate, entrepreneur, business mentor, speaker and proud dad of two. And I want to share everything I've learned with you on my podcast. Listen in as I share all the mistakes I've made and what I've learned so that you can get on the right path faster. We'll cut through the noise and get to the point on topics like entrepreneurship, MBA content, design thinking, innovation, strategy, and the all-important mindsets that matter. I want you to walk away with everything you need to be successful. Pivot and Grit is for entrepreneurs, startup owners, busy professionals, and anyone who's trying to up their game. I'll be giving you actionable advice in under 15 minutes once a week. Think of this as your entrepreneurship MBA in your pocket. If you give me your time, I promise I won't take it for granted. And remember, it's never too late to pivot and grit. So let's get to work. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This week, we're letting our inner mad scientist loose by prototyping and testing our ideas. As we converge, we need to determine what it is that we're wanting to test. Is it part of an idea, like the value proposition, the business model, or business strategy? Often this phase is all about getting out in the real world again and testing with real customers. Prototypes can come in various forms and different levels of fidelity. For example, if you're testing service interaction in a call center, perhaps it is simply a new script that you're testing. Or if it's an app, could you first use a paper prototype to gain some feedback before moving on to building in a no-code platform? The important message here is to understand what it is you're trying to learn and then devise an experiment that can provide the feedback that you need. A rule of thumb is that the prototype is just enough to be believable and that the customer can interact with it. Other examples of prototypes, mock-ups or models of something physical. At the design lab, we use cardboard panels to create physical spaces that explore dimensions and user workflows. In a service business, perhaps role-playing can be utilized. Storyboards are often good for communicating the journey and how different parts fit together. Or a Wizard of Oz prototype. A Wizard of Oz prototype is when someone is manually making things work in order to make things seem that it is automatically happening. But as with all experiments, you should start with a well-defined hypothesis. Then prioritize the most important ones that need to be true and what ones you lack evidence for. A good hypothesis is one that you can validate or invalidate. It will clearly outline what success looks like and it tests one specific aspect. For example, in a startup I was involved in, our initial desirability hypothesis for one user group was that they were ready to and would willingly start using the MVP app. Our metric for success from the pool of users was 70%. It's about systematically placing small bets using rapid experimentation 
then taking the insights, iterating to find a path to scale the idea or the business. The more that you test and learn with small, cheap, rapid experiments, you can reduce risk and uncertainty earlier and then increase the fidelity and the investment of experiments as you learn more to progress with more certainty. But importantly, it's what people do rather than say that we're looking for as stronger evidence. For example, do they sign up to a waitlist or a pre-order of your product? Also, getting the right mindset is critical. Most importantly is that you don't want to be falling in love with your idea. If you do, it can be difficult to pivot when needed and potentially add significant risk because you're not objectively considering the feedback and insights that come from testing. Some of the common pitfalls are not dedicating the time needed for testing, also overanalyzing instead of doing, considering or putting too much weight on weak data, such as what people say instead of what they do, looking for evidence that only confirms your hypothesis, so confirmation bias, or not doing enough experiments. You just don't want to rely on one and then make your decision from that point. You want to do multiple experiments so that you can take the insights and determine whether that's validating or invalidating your hypothesis. Failing to learn from those insights and iterating is another common pitfall, along with getting others to do the testing. In a startup or prototype situation, often it's best that the person who's developing the idea or business is doing the testing. And to finish off, some of the top tips here are, number one, don't fall in love with your idea. Start with low fidelity and increase your prototypes in terms of the investment and the scale as you gain more evidence. Expose the concept early and let people be critical to it. Importantly, fail early, often, and at low cost. And make sure that you're tracking that feedback, the insights, and your progress. That's all for this week. If you like this episode, please share it with one person that needs to hear the message. Don't forget to head on over to the website and grab the list of 101 plus innovation resources as a free download from my website. There's a link in the description. Until next time, thank you for listening in. Here's to your success.